Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? You see, God is doing many things. Last week we were at the camp, and uh, one of our sisters came there with two crutches. I said, what are you doing with crutches? And uh, the Lord healed her completely. She was so healed that the next day when she came in, it was like not the same person. Then another lady came to me and said, no, I need those crutches for myself because I'm not feeling well. I said, you don't need them. The Lord also healed her right there, and she was completely fine. Hallelujah. So God is doing many things. I see Portia, you saw Portia the last time she came here. She had a, she's a woman of faith. Can you stand up? She came here. She couldn't lift up her, her shoulder. Look at that. She's a woman of faith. And we need to believe God for the impossible. Hallelujah. We need to believe God for the impossible. So I'm going to preach about, uh, quickly, about redemption. Redemption versus, uh, how do you call it? Uh, uh, the redemption versus salvation. Hallelujah. Say redemption versus salvation. Are you here with me? You see, when we talk about uh, redemption, sometimes we, we, we have that thing of what is redemption? Let's go to Ephesians chapter number 1, verse 7. Ephesians 1, 7. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Okay. One, two, three. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our sin according to the riches of his grace. Hallelujah. Let's stop there. In him we have redemption. Somebody say redemption. Okay. Now, redemption is the act of buying back. Hallelujah. Buying back what was enslaved. Hallelujah. So if you never lost your freedom, there is no way for redemption. Redemption comes... When the freedom has been lost. Hallelujah. So when we talk about redemption, we're talking about people that have been bought back. You see, in Ephesians, Paul is using terminologies that people could understand. Because in those days, there was what we call the slave trades. And we know that in those days, it was legal to sell people and to buy people. That's why you see in the Bible... It's like God is not speaking against it. It's not that God is against, not against it. But in those days, it was a normal thing. So that's why God said, slave, obey your master. Master, treat your slave well. It's not that he was in the system of slavery. But he was bringing a solution to what was there. So, redemption. The first thing that I just want to ask you, who are the redeemed? Of the Lord. Bible say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Who are the redeemed of the Lord? Huh? We are. Hallelujah. 
Technically, you are not. <laughs> you are not wrong, but I'll show you technically you are not. Now, you think it's only Christians that are redeemed. It's a lie. The whole world is redeemed. Yes. The whole world, when Jesus died at the cross, he redeemed the whole world. So even the sinner walking there is redeemed. <laughs> Hallelujah. When he died, he forgave all men's kind sin. It's not only the sin of a Christian. Let's go to 1 John 2 2. Let's read 1 John 2 2. I think I'm right. First John 2, 2. Let me see if I can get there. Hallelujah. One, two, three. Is a, for our sin. And not only for, but also... Hallelujah. So, when Jesus died, the matter was settled. Now, the problem with Christians is that they think that the whole world is not redeemed yet, that we need to redeem them. You are a bit right in a sense, but it's not the truth. The truth is that all are redeemed. The truth is that all sins has been atoned for. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want to ask you a question. You know, the, let the redeemed say so. He's not talking about Christians. That's the problem you are having. Let the redeemed say so, talking about the Jews Amen. that were redeemed from the slavery of Egypt. These are the ones who say, let the redeemed of the less say so. Because they were in captivity in Egypt. And there was a national atonement. Listen, atonement is not an individual. The notion of atonement is not individual. Atonement is national. Atonement is, 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 is corporate. Hallelujah. The notion of redemption is not individual. It's corporate. That's why the first redemption that took place in the Bible, the whole nation came out. Have you realized that all the, nation, the whole nation of Israel came out? Not one single was stayed behind. Why? Because it was a matter of redemption. So they were redeemed. <laughs> Hallelujah. They were redeemed. They were all redeemed. You are quiet. It's like I'm messing up with your mind and your theology. Read read your Bible. You see, when you come here, you come to school. That's why if you want to be a preacher, make sure either you, you, you study, because sometimes you preach, people are excited. Some get saved, but they get saved like by mistake. Because they don't even know what, why they got saved. <laughs> because they didn't understand what you were talking about. You just told them. Hallelujah. So, that is with them from buying back why did Jesus ask, why were we bought back? Because we were created free. 
And Genesis chapter number 3 tells us that we lost our liberty. How? By eating the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. Amen? Now, let me put a bracket there. The tree of knowledge of evil and good is not necessarily the knowledge of good and evil. Amen? Because you must understand the language of the scripture. Knowledge of good and evil talk about the, the, the two extremes. The beginning and the end. So knowledge of good and evil means all knowing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God told them, if you don't eat the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, because the day you eat, you will be like me. And you will die. Why did God tell them that? Because the, 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 the pursuit of mankind to be like God is not something that men should do. God should do it. The problem that Satan had was that problem. He wanted to be God. So the fruit of knowledge and evil is an attempt to be God. So that's why Satan came, because he knew this, what, this, what my, this was my problem. So if I can get them to eat, God will reject them. Because then they want to sit in the throne of God. It's not that God didn't want men to know stuff. But God didn't want them to, to, to try uh, to take his phone. That's the wording, good and evil. Hallelujah. Can we go slow? So I can understand what I'm trying to teach you. So now, because men fell short of that glory, because of a, of a pride's and trying to be God. Hallelujah. Because Satan told them, you will know everything, and you will be like him. But they were already in the image and the likeness of God. But the catch there is, God was the one that made them in his image. They didn't try to be in his image. Hallelujah. So anytime you try to play God, you are in trouble. God wants to work in you, his abilities. Hallelujah. So, so that was a problem. So because we fell short of that glory, we were cast out of the Garden of Eden, the place of intimacy. And we have no relationship with God anymore because the nature of man was corrupted. And that where Redemption comes in. Because for that son, the punishment was death. For all have sinned and short fall of the glory of God. So Jesus came in as a propitiation. He came in as a substitute to die. That's why he came in the form of a human. That's why he was a human being. That's why I took on body. Hallelujah. I trust that you understand what I'm saying. So, every man, every man that is born, is born under the nature of sin. Hallelujah. But Jesus came and brought back the rights of condemnation so that men can have a right to choose. 
So what Jesus redeemed us from, he redeemed us from the condemnation of, of, of damnation, or redeemed us from the damnation that we are lost. So now he redeemed us, and now in your state you can choose. Hallelujah. So that's what redemption is about. That's why redemption is not just for Christians. Redemption is for the whole world. Hallelujah. Now, we're talking about redemption versus being born again. What is the experience of being born again? Being born again is to accept redemption. Hallelujah. So when you accept redemption, so the plan of God, now, salvation and redemption was the first step in the plan of God. That was not his ultimate. The ultimate plan of God was to create a people for himself through the new birth. Hallelujah. So when you are born again, <laughs> what happened is that the redeemed say, now I acknowledge that you are my Lord and Savior. And the moment he said that, he is transformed into a new creation. So that's why I say technically you are not. Because the man that was redeemed was the man that accepted Christ, and when he accepted Christ, he was changed into a new man. I'll, do you check what I'm saying? Let me give you an illustration here. Uh, Kobe's camp, John camp. Hallelujah. This is, let's say the two are the same. The two are one man. <laughs> now, what happened is that, stand here. Stand behind him. Okay, do you see him? Do you see John? John is behind him. And they are one. So, at redemption, this man remained like this. Hallelujah. So, what happens is that the right of ownership of Satan over him is just broken. At salvation, he died with Christ and emerge a new man. Do you understand what I mean? So he died and emerged a new man. Meaning that redemption happened. Hallelujah. Redemption happened before he was saved. Now, the new birth brings a new man. And you can see they are different. If any man is in Christ, come on now, if any man is in Christ, oh, come on, if any man is in Christ, the old is gone. Now everything has become, so can the curse, come here, come John, quickly. The curse that was upon this man, and this man has migrated here, and the curse stayed here, can this curse work on him there? Come on now, you hear me, you hear me, you hear me, you hear me. So when you are born again, you migrate from the redeemed to a son. You can go and sit. So the heart of God was not just redemption. The heart of God was to create a people for himself, which he can call sons and daughters. Now, when you are a new creation and you are a son and a daughter of God, 
I told you your realities are different from the realities of the redeemed. Hallelujah. So because of redemption, you have the right to choose. And once you choose, you become a new man. Look, Satan made a terrible mistake. Satan fought. He fought by killing Jesus. He was stopping the plans of God. Because he knew, the Bible said, that when Jesus was born, the Magi said, where is the king of the Jews? And Herod heard that, and Satan entered Herod and tried to kill Jesus. So Satan pursued Jesus until the last day. And when he got him at the cross and he crucified him, I can see this picture of Satan going to hell and saying, I can't believe what I've done. I just killed, can you believe we just killed him? We just killed God. And, and, and he's, he's all over the show, he's telling the people, I killed God. Demon, can you believe? We killed him. Because there was darkness over the earth at the death of Jesus. Darkness is the prevailing of evil. So when Jesus died, darkness took the whole world. And then, while they were partying, Jesus comes in. Now, now, let me tell you something. It's not permitted for God to go to hell because he's righteous. But the keys are in hell. So somebody needs to go there. And he couldn't go as God. So he has to come as a human being in order to end up there. So that's the whole purpose. That's why he came in a camouflage. So when Satan killed him, he walked. Satan said, what are you doing here? He said, I die as sin. That's why I came. Now give him the key. He was the only one in the universe that will remove the keys from Satan. When he got to hell, the Bible says he flew off. Colossians says he disempowered. All the so imagine all the demons coming on Jesus in hell, trying to pin him down. He threw them off. Say, give me the keys. He appeared there as a perfect man. Ah, Madaka showed the ball. He threw them off. And he took the keys. And before he came, he looked. There were some people still in the bosom of Abraham. He said, No, I come out here. He said, Isaac, come out here. Abraham, come out here. He, he said, we are going. It's finished. He came out with them. And they walked the street of Jerusalem. And he told them, it's not permitted that you go with me first. I'm going. And then he came back and he said to the disciple, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples to the whole world. So Jesus has given us the purpose of your salvation. He said, you go and you turn to the whole world, not just, not just on people that may hear that they were redeemed, but I want a new breed. I want a new breed. Say, I want a new breed. And the Bible says that when you are born again, you become a seed of Abraham. Say, I'm a seed of Abraham. Let's go to Galatians chapter number three. 
I believe verse 29. Let me check if I have the right scripture. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Woo! Let's read Galatians chapter number 3, verse 29. You hear something. Hey, say, I'm born again. Oh, you don't understand the grace to be born again. You have migrated from just a redeemed to a new man. He said, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Or read it again. If you are then you are and according to uh, I am Abraham's seed. Now you, if you want to know what Abraham's seed looks like, I want you to go to Genesis chapter number 21 verse 22. Genesis 21 22. Oof. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Are you here with me? I'm just taking you full scripture. Genesis 21, 23, uh, 22. Genesis 21, 22. That's Abimelech talking to Abraham. And okay, one to three. Why your voice go low when you come to that meeting? If he said, and it came to pass, and that time that Abraham and uh, Abraham, that at that time that Abimelech and <laughs> your true nature appeared there. Women are so afraid of making mistakes, and that's what binds us. We don't know that making mistakes does not mean failing. Read it again. <laughs> and say, even if you say it wrong, it's still good. One, two, three, let's read. Understand the sense of scripture. He said, if you are you, if you are Abraham, if you are if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. No, I don't understand why you are afraid. Abimelech has to confess, I can see God is with you. This is the same Abimelech that took Sarah. Abraham said two times with Pharaoh and Abimelech that Sarah is my sister. Now, you know that if you go to the genealogy of Abraham, you will not see the name of Sarah there. Sarah, when, you, when they named the, the children of Jesse, Sarah was not, they didn't name Sarah. Abraham was the one that revealed that Jesse had another daughter, her name was Sarah. He said we didn't have the same mother. That was Abraham saying, he said, this one, we didn't have the same mother, but we had the same father. So when you read the Bible, you must know that although it's not mentioned there, Abraham came and revealed that. Hallelujah. 
uh, Terah, sorry, Terah, not Jesse, Terah. So the father of Abraham was Terah. And Terah has children. And then Abraham came and said, Sarah was my sister. Now, Abimelech took Sarah. And uh, then everybody became barren. And Abimelech had a dream. And God said to Abimelech, give the wife of a man, for he is a prophet. But do you understand that Abraham never prophesied anything? But God said, he is a prophet. And he will pray for you and you will be healed. Now, why did God say Abraham is a prophet? Why did God say that? Because some people are confused. They say, okay, Abraham was not named among the prophets. Why did God say he's a prophet? God said Abraham is a prophet because at that time, God said, I'm going to display my word for Abraham to you. So he's a prophet. So every time God displays his word for you, you are functioning as a prophet. Hallelujah. So Abimelech released Sarah and like usual, blessed Abraham. It's like Abraham was using Sarah to get wealth from places. He got some from Egypt. Now he got some from Abimelech. And you know his son Isaac also did the same. It's like a family routine. But what, what am I coming down to? The blessing loaded in Abraham went to his seeds. You know, I said to the woman that if you study the Hebrew culture, the Hebrew culture believed that a woman does not carry a curse. No, it's, for them it's impossible. They say the curse is in the seed of a man. It's not in the woman. That's why Jesus could come for a woman. You must know that. That's why Jesus was planted in the womb of a woman because according to the mindset, the womb of a woman cannot carry any curse. So Jesus couldn't be born with a curse. And they say the curse only is passed from fathers to sons. Hallelujah. So, in Abraham's seed, there was a blessing. And his seed came from generation to generation. And that seed you have become. So the blessing that God gave to Abraham, he said, I will bless you. And you shall be a blessing. That is in you. Hallelujah. So you can't go around with a, with a down face. You need to know that you carry the blessing. I say you carry the blessing. You don't need to be apologetic when it comes to carrying the blessing. Because the spirit of the Lord is upon you. You must know that you have been brought forth for a time such as this. That the Lord God is with you. You are so loaded. I say you are loaded. You are not a mistake like Ishmael. You are a blessed, you are a son of promise like Isaac. Hallelujah. You know, Ishmael, I want to tell you something. Ishmael actually never grew. His body grew. Hallelujah. Let me take you to here. Let's go to... <laughs> Genesis chapter number 16. And then we're going to conclude from there. Genesis 16. Hmm. 
no, let's, let's, let's go, not 16, let me see here. Hmm. I want to check it and then I will give you the right scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, it's Genesis 20, uh, 21. I want you to read from verse 14 uh, to verse 18. Genesis 21 from verse 14 to 18. I'll show you something about, about uh, Ishmael. Then we're going to, to move on and we're going to have communion. Ishmael, let's read. One, three. So, now listen. Abraham, as God has said to Abraham, allow Agar to, Agar to go with a child. Because the day, the day, the day Isaac was weaned, uh, the, the child Ishmael was mocking Isaac. And Sarah saw the child. And Sarah said, this woman can't stay here anymore because the child is a wicked man. Chase them. And then God said to Abraham, let them go. Read this. Read that again. And she plays the boy. Okay, let's go on. Okay, when you read that, which picture of a child you see? No, which, which picture of a, how old do you think he is? No. How old, in your imagination, the child was crying, the mother go and put him under the tree. How old is that guy? If you, he's a baby, but you're 17 years old. Look at that. A, a grown-up man. <laughs> He's 17, but they are still carrying him like a baby, putting him under the tree there, and he's crying. Ah, ah. God said, I've heard the cry of a lad. Lift him up. Look at, look at Ishmael, how he is. Whatever God has not blessed can grow but cannot develop. Mm -hmm. Praise God, you are not Ishmael. Praise God, you are of the, of the nation of Isaac. So, listen, Isaac, when he was young, he was 14 years old. He was carrying the fire. Ishmael was 17. They were carrying him. When they were going to offer Isaac, he had an intelligent discussion with his father. 
He said, Father, here is the fire of the wood. Where is the lamb? Ishmael is crying. Ah, ah, there is no water. Ah. But Isaac is a man of his senses. Oh, my God. And Isaac knew the mind of God, and he knew that this is my father. I need to obey him. While Ishmael is crying, Isaac is dialoguing, is talking sense. You are not of those who cry. I said you are not of those who cry. When the whole world is crying, you are talking sense. You are making sense with God. When they don't understand what is going on, you know what is going on because greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. You have come to this place of understanding and nothing can take you down. No, it's only you that can stop yourself. The, this, this whole Christianity that you've been preached, that always making you a baby. I want to tell you, you are loaded. I'm here to change your mindset. Say, I'm loaded. Hey, say, I'm a success. Say, I am so blessed. In the name of Jesus. I have the wisdom of the spirit in me. Say, I have the power of God in me, my In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I walk in the footsteps of my father. Oh, hallelujah. Give a big hand to our Lord. Yes. Yes. Once you, once you understand this thing, you, you talk like a king. Hallelujah. Because you are a king. Do you know you are a king? It's in your scripture, 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a king. You are a priest and a king. I say you are a priest and a king. I say you are a priest and a king. I say you are a priest and a king. I say you are a priest and a king. I say you are a priest and a king. And I want to nail it with that Ecclesiastes 8.4. Ecclesiastes 8.4. Hey, I know who I am. Hey, say I know who I am. Say I'm not a beggar anymore. You know, it does not matter where you stay, you're still a king. Because you are limited to the natural. No, I stay in a poor area. Hey, you are a king. You are in that area so that the area can change. You are a king. Well, let's do, read. One, two, three. Stop it there. Where the word of the king is, there is power. You are called to change the world. I say you are called to bring people from, from darkness to light. You are called to bring people into the knowledge of the son of God who died for them and rose again. You are here, in a, you, are, you are being sent by heaven. You are, you are a piece of heaven here on earth. You, you, are, you are the extension of Jesus here on earth. So you can go into dark places and bring light. And you are so confused, light, that you are struggling with sin. But sin is not your portion. Because sin has no mastery over you. You can decide, people. There is no such a thing as, I can't decide anymore, I can't decide. You can the moment you know that you are a king, you can decide. Yes, yes. You can look at that thing in the face and say, I'm not part of you. In the name of, I refuse, I refuse to associate with you because I'm being bought with a price. The blood of Jesus sanctifies me. I, 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 am, I, am, in, I am a seed of Abraham. Therefore, I walk, I walk in the glory and in the power of God.
So you are confident in the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to say this with me. I want you to stand up and make this confession with me. <laughs> say, in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus I, cannot be I cannot be under bondage. Say, it's impossible, it's impossible. for me to be under bondage. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, success is my name. Say, in the name of Jesus, when I appear, the presence of God appears. Say, I am the glory of God. I walk with the light of the gospel. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I am so loaded with the benefit of heaven. No, no more nightmares. The Lord God Almighty has made me an ambassador of Christ. I am an ambassador of Christ. Reconciling, reconciling people to God. That's my mission. I am the light of the world. I'm the salt of this earth. Therefore, I will shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. Give a big hand to our Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. If you have this mindset, demon will run away when you come. I say if you have this mindset. Listen, people that struggle with demon, I don't understand which Christianity they have. Listen. It, it depends on who taught you. That's why in the Bible they say, who is your father? Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Because according to the guy that teaches you, you get his DNA. So if you're a demon magnifier, you will be demon conscious. If the God magnifier, you'll be God conscious. And I'm here to tell you. Woo! I'm here to tell you that greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. So the whole world is redeemed. Just go and tell them the good news. Tell them, my friend, you are already redeemed. What you need now is to come into the knowledge of your God so that you can be a new creation. Because staying like this will not help you. Because the redeemed that don't change are condemned. So be a redeemed that migrates so that you can take people out of darkness into a marvelous light. Can we all sit? I want, the, uh, I want you to come and help me. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are here and you don't know the Lord Jesus... And today we want to make peace with him. Hallelujah. Would you please lift up your hands from where you are? You know, it's a very important time. Because this is a time where you need to understand that I'm moving from just a redeemed to a child of God. It's not because you are redeemed that you become a child of God. He says in the book of John chapter number 1 verse 12, he says he gave them power to become. So when you are redeemed, you have the power. But then you need to make the choice to become. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your hand. You say, today is my day. And I want to have an encounter with King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want you to lift up your hand because today is your time of new birth. 
Is anyone, thank you, is there anyone? Just lift up your hand so that I can see it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Please come, come to me. Let me pray with you. Wherever you are, guys, come, stand, come, come, come quickly. Today is your day of salvation. Your day you want to, uh, to be not just a redeemed, but you want to have salvation in your heart. Come, come, come. Come, let the Lord Jesus, let the Lord Jesus today, hey, it's your time. It's your time. Hallelujah. We can tell you that Jesus loves you so much. That's why he died and he went to hell so that you can be redeemed. And then you can now be born again. So there's a difference between the two. I say there's a difference between the two. If people don't understand that they stay redeemed, but they don't know that you need to migrate from there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Congratulations. This is the best day of your life. This is the best day. You made the best choice. The power of Satan was broken. And you made the choice to belong to Christ. Can we pray together? Say, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for my redemption. But I know now that there is better. You have kept the best for last. Today, I open my heart to you. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. But by your grace, your blood sanctifies me. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe in my heart that you died for my sins and that you rose again and you are coming back soon. Thank you for saving me. I am born again from today on. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless him. And let the anointing of the, ho, 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 ho. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost come upon him as I pray for him. Right now, the fire of God comes upon you now. Woo! In the name of Jesus, the fire of the Holy Ghost comes upon you and God breaks every addiction in your life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, receive right now grace, fire and grace in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Receive grace. Receive grace now. In Jesus' name, amen.